there literary fans and welcome to episode 58 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we are reading chapter 11 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. Well, if you want to contact the show, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com and right there there's a couple ways you can reach me. And uh, beware people, a couple of them might be changing. And uh, while you're there, Uh, You can go ahead and buy a copy of the prequels to this terrible book we're reading today. That's right, folks. You can get paper or e-copies of Bringing Balance or Offworlder. Offworlder, yes. (laughs) It's hard. I forget these terms sometimes. What are you going to do, though, right? Very exciting. So I did happen to mention that my contact information will change. So... This week at some point, I went to check my email that I spew at the beginning of this show, and I couldn't log into my account. Said my password was not, you know, said, you know, try again, whatever. Um, I tried a few times, tried from different computers. I certainly didn't change my password. I think my account might have been closed. I don't know how this happened or why. Uh, My only guesses are I have been bad-mouthing my email provider on the podcast a little bit, but Jesus, I mean, not bad. Uh, The other concept was I did make fun of the people who run the email server for taking, I think, about 50 days to mail a pen to somebody. (laughs) I don't know. It's very strange. So eh, that server hasn't been doing well. I I think I mentioned that like they lost a domain in the meantime, too, which was a real shit show. I mean, a lot of people on there were pissed, and I I hadn't received an email in I don't know freaking how long, so we're just not going to use it anymore, I guess. So, uh, yeah, if for email, I'm, you know, I learned my lesson. You should always be using your own domains. You can always reach me at jeff at rainbow-100.com. Rainbow100 is, of course, a reference to a personal computer built in the 80s that my father was involved with, and it's pretty bitchin'. I bought the domain, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe? Eh, it's probably shorter than that, maybe like 10. And, uh, yeah, that's like my fun domain a little bit. I make money off it, too, I guess. I have. Maybe? I don't know. That might be false. I use that as, like, my, quote, personal email address a lot of the time. So, yeah, you can write to me there. That'll work fine for now. And um, I'm looking at setting up a a new, like, uh, Fediverse account, because I'm pretty worried that JBA at mastodon.sdf.org is also going to disappear. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest, so... I just got to make sure I stay on top of that. I've been futzing around a little with computers this weekend, and, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. So so what do we have for you today? Chapter 11. So it comes in at 110 lines. Uh, It's pretty exciting. So I did make a note. This is going to be some excitement in this episode. We are going to see magic in case you're keeping track at home of how many chapters have magic in it. Um, I think it's... I think this might be the beginning of, like, some of the interesting parts of this book, maybe. I feel like maybe the middle isn't bad, but I don't know. I, th- I think the plot's weak, but we're going to see. We're going to see. I really don't remember. That's the exciting part of this podcast. 
and I still haven't edited it, so we're going to do another chapter of unedited garbage. I'm sure it's pretty bad, but you know what? It makes the podcast just a little more fun, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it'll be fun. And I think if we want to have fun, we better just go ahead and dive in to chapter 11. So for today's episode, I am sipping on some Evan Williams 1783 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks. Ooh, they should totally advertise with me. Mmm. Yeah, that's very good. I'm a little concerned, though. My quarantine stockpile is dwindling faster than I'd like to admit. You know what I mean? Not a great situation to be in. So I think the lovely Laura and I are going to go out. She's a member of a wine club. And uh, since she can't go to the tastings, they're still providing the wines. So we have to go pick that up this week. Maybe we'll stop at a liquor store and get some more bourbon. Yeah, you know, so I can deal with stress of life living in this. You know, I I have to have a couple glasses after I go to the grocery store now. (laughs) I already had anxiety leaving the house, and here we are. It's getting worse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we're going to do that this week, but I mean, maybe one more glass is all that's left in the bottle. That's freaking me out. Oh, not good. With that, I'm going to have a sip. I'm already getting stressed because just I'm thinking about going to the liquor store. Jesus. Mmm. I don't know what I'll buy next time. I feel like just three or four bottles of 101 would do it. Okay, let's start reading. It was dark outside after five hours in the carriage. Thank God we didn't cover that in this chapter. (laughs) Leonid had been ready to leave mere minutes after he had left the study, and the trio had departed quickly. While Margot had only... While Margot only had a passing interest in the Zinths, she did inquire about whether his home would be safe and his responsibilities taken up by others. He had waved it off at the time. She assumed a family such as theirs had enough money and enough loyal servants that nothing would suffer while he was away. It was an hour after sunset when the first fireball struck the carriage. Ooh! (laughs) Leonid was calmly reading through a book entitled The Joy of Oxides. (laughs) That's a chemistry joke. Remember, he's an alchemist. Yeah. All right. Henry had fallen asleep and Margot was flipping through an off-world, quote, magazine that Henry uh, that Henry had brought her from his last venture into the world of science. She was drooling over glossy pages showing, quote, boot fashions for fall, when the carriage suddenly rocked to her left and outdoors and the outdoors were illuminated in flame light. Flame light? Is that a word? <laughs> The driver initially urged the horses ahead to escape the unexpected attack. Margot quickly deposited her precious magazine into nothingness, drawing a confused stare from Leonid. Henry leaned forward to look out the window just as the horses were suddenly pulled to a halt. Margot, foreseeing the problem, was holding tightly to the arm of her seat, but Henry fell forward, hitting his head, his head hitting a wooden shelf above Leonid's bench. Isn't that funny? He's always so clumsy. Ugh, all right. Ow, damn it, he howled, rubbing his forehead. 
I probably would have done that louder, but Laura's upstairs studying, so I'm going to be nice. We're under attack, Leonid shouted, his voice probably cracking just like the reader's. That's good, Henry replied, rubbing his forehead and scowling, because now I'm furious. Teeth barred face and face scowling, Henry threw open the door and jumped out of the carriage. The outside was briefly illuminated, and Margot heard Henry yelling, I swear to God, if I have a concussion... I'm going to have some sippies, all right? You hear? You heard me bring it up towards the mic. <laughs> mm. That's some good whiskey. Uh, bloop, 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 bloop. Turning to Leonid, she said, Stay here! Ignoring Iz's protest, <laughs> she leapt out the side of the carriage opposite Henry. There was no moon in the sky, and the space in front of her was nearly pitch black. She hurried to the front of the carriage and grabbed the driver's pant leg. Okay. Oh, because he's like up high. All right, fine. All right. Ah, the man screamed, trying to kick her hand away. Get in the carriage, she commanded, but he continued kicking at her. As another fireball came careening towards the carriage from the opposite side... Margot yanked his leg as hard as she could. When he hit the ground, he sprinted away into the night, yelling. Margot looked on with disbelief while a battle was starting on the opposite side of the carriage. Margot pulled the door open and yelled, Leonid, your driver! But she couldn't finish. The interior was empty. Ugh, did he run away too, she mumbled to herself. I'm not going to mumble. It's fine. All right. Margot ran around the front of the carriage, checking that the four horses were safe. She had hidden herself with a simple unseeing spell. Unseeing. That's got to be a word, right? For magic purposes, I think it works. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have more whiskey. <laughs> All I can think about now is having to go to the freaking store. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, what a world we live in where that's a problem. God damn it. Uh, bloop, 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 bloop. With a simple unseeing spell, and she mercifully cast a short-lived spell on the horses so that they, hopefully, wouldn't be further spooked by the firefight. When Margot came around the horses—sorry, I read that weird—when Margot came around the horses, she found Henry standing thirty paces from the carriage, sending blasts— Sending blast of energy. <laughs> I think that should be plural. Blasts. Sending blast of energy off in every direction whenever another fireball was lobbed towards them. When she saw he was also picking them out of the air with a quick burst as they flew in. Okay, I said when. I don't know why I did that. She saw he was also picking them out of the air with a quick burst as they flew in. All right, all right. That was better. A tap on her shoulder made her jump. Margot, take this, Leonid said, handing her a canvas sack as he squatted down near the carriage itself. What is, she began, but Leonid was running towards Henry with a fat cylinder. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen, because I don't. <laughs> this is exciting. I really don't know what happens in this chapter. I'm going to have some more bourbon. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, when Leonid finally reached Henry, his arm cocked, and he threw the cylinder high into the air, where Margot lost it in the darkness. Suddenly, though, 
the, I don't know, suddenly though, it seems weird. Suddenly though, the sky was alight in a burst of an eerie green glow that cut through the night's darkness. Margot could make out ten men, clad all in black, with long cylinders resting on their shoulders. A lot of cylinders in this chapter. <laughs> for a moment, they were motionless, but as fireballs once again... But for, for a moment, they were motionless, but fireballs once again began erupting from their tubes. <laughs> What's that? Uh, what's that tube song that I'm thinking of? Come on, write in if you can name a tube song. Uh, talk to you later. Talk to you later. I don't know the rest of the words to it. You guys should look up the video on YouTube. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate the tubes. Don't tell Laura, though. Well, I think she knows I don't like the tubes. <laughs> she likes the tubes just fine, which ugh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't like much 80s music. I guess that's what it comes down to. All right. Uh, bloop, 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 bloop. Where are we? Um, uh, suddenly, Margot could make out 10 men. For a moment, there were, yes, fireballs began erupting from their tubes. Great. As Henry started throwing energy at the men, now easily visible, Leonid called, called, Margot, the bag, throw them. She could now see he also had a bag, and he was pulling something out of it. She opened hers to find it full of glass spheres, full of a yellowish, as best she could see in the green light, powder. <laughs> she ran towards the two men with one in her hand. She, I hope she doesn't throw like a girl. Oh, that was sexist. My bad, people. <laughs> I don't know how well I throw anymore at this point. I haven't thrown anything in a long time, I feel like. Yeah, whatever. All right. She could see... Blah, blah, blah. She ran towards two men with one in her hand. She could see they were somehow deflecting Henry's onslaught. She guessed that there was some sort of spell defending them. Leonid's spheres, though, weren't magic. She lobbed one towards the attacker just as Leonid did the same. Shouldn't it be towards an attacker? Yeah, I mean, there's ten of them. What the fuck? Who wrote this garbage? When they hit the ground, explosions of white fire erupted, and the attackers blasted from their... The attackers were blasted from their positions, I think it should say. <laughs> It required only four explosions to fully disrupt the attack, sending seven of the black-clad bandits running back into the darkness. The green glow in the sky was slowly dissipating as Leonid took the canvas sack from Margot's left hand. Okay, so that implies Margot's a righty. Wow, put that in the, um, what, the Sandhill Mages wiki? <laughs> Margot is a righty. <laughs> Unless she throws with her, you know, uh, what, non-dominant hand, which seems unlikely. With throwing, I think it needs to be the dominant hand. I would do, I was on the archery team in college, oh yeah, and uh, oddly enough, I shot with, I was a non-dominant shooter, so I would, sh I have a left-handed bow, still do, and I shoot with my left hand, but, because it, it all comes down to which eye is dominant, and I have a left I'm left eye dominant for some reason. So, yeah, there's a little tidbit about me, right? Wait, left eye dominant? 
Now I'm thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely left eye dominant. So you shoot archery like that. I don't think it works for baseball. <laughs> Definitely throw with my right hand and write with my right hand. Yes. Okay, where were we? Blah, 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 blah. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, uh, left hand. Henry turned to her and asked, Can you see it? See what? She asked, looking into the rapidly darkening surroundings. Where I hit my head on the shelf, he replied, rubbing his forehead again. She rolled her eyes and turned off. She rolled her eyes at him and followed Leonid into the field from where the attack came. She realized he was walking directly towards one of the flying bomb victims. <laughs> the <laughs> flying bomb victims? I mean, I would have said just grenade if I was writing this book. <laughs> I guess flying bomb gets you a few extra... What do I want to say? Uh, a few extra words. And Margot's from the world of magic, so she might not know what a grenade is. I guess? I don't know. Uh, you would think Henry would have done that grenade farting joke or burping joke. Have you ever done that? Where, like, if you feel like you're going to burp or belch, right? You pull the grenade out of your pocket. You pull the pin. You throw it. You cover your head, and then the belch comes. It's pretty fun to do to people. I used to do it a lot, and my sister taught me that one. Yeah. Yeah, I used to... Yeah, that was fun. Good times. Good times, Karen. All right. Let's see. Where are we? Um, bloop, 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 bloop. She really... Blah, blah, blah. Leonid was squatting beside someone dressed in black with a helmet, lying just above his head. Okay, so he took the helmet off. He Leonid was feeling around his neck. Wow. Oh, oh, he's checking for a pulse. Okay. <laughs> he's alive. Probably stunned, he said. Margot nodded and picked the, up the helmet. In the dimming glow, she could make out a red spiral just above the eyes cast into the metal. <gasps> oh my god, it's them! Yeah, the spiral bad guys, right? She dropped to the ground and dropped it to the ground and walked over to the cylinder that had launched fireballs. Picking it up, she headed back towards the carriage. Looking behind her, she saw Leonid examining the helmet just as she did. Shouldn't it be had done just as she had done, had did? Ugh. Henry said, I'm guessing those weren't bandits, said when Margot was within earshot. Our friends with the Dark Alliance, apparently. There was a little spiral on the helmet, she explained. Henry nodded, sighing. Why is he sighing? What the fuck's his problem? I don't know. When she was close and... Uh, let me see here. One sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. I need to pause. Sorry about that. Okay, we are back. Let's see. I mean, uh, we're past most of the excitement, right? Okay. Um, do, 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 do. All right. Uh, when she was close enough, she handed Henry the heavy tube... Oh, let me have a sip here. Hmm. That was the whole point of that break. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, when she was close enough, she handed Henry the heavy tube the incapacitated enemy had used. So are we implying none of them died in this? I kind of felt like the explosions would have, quote, killed them. Although they're wearing armor. It's probably magic armor. <laughs> okay. Didn't one of the earlier books, we had like, uh, oh, light armor. Remember that? We were trying to determine if it was made out of light or if it was like made out of aluminum. Yeah. It's the world of magic after all. All right. All right. All right. 
I picture these helmets and like the whole outfit being like the um, Black Knight from uh, um, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. I mean, I would assume everybody else thinks that too right now. <laughs> uh, la, 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 la. Okay, let's keep talking. I'm really doing a lot of, I'm putting a lot in this chapter for no reason. Okay. Uh, she handed, okay, when she was close enough, she handed Henry the heavy tube the incapacitated enemy had used. While she waited for Leonid to arrive, Henry examined the tube closely, never putting the business end near either of them. Huh, Henry said quietly, and extracted an odd metal object from within the tube. Ammunition, he said, showing her. He continued holding it in front of her until she finally said, What? Keep it. It's very explodey, he responded. When Leonid rejoined them, Margot asked, Is that where the term rejoinder comes from? I don't know what that word means. <laughs> how did they know they were how did they know we were coming? Maybe they just attack everyone on this road, Henry offered. That seems very small time for something called the Dark Alliance, Margot pointed out. They knew because I had sent word ahead that we were coming. Oh, Leonid said. Oh, he probably used one of those synchro books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Margot stared at him in confusion. I didn't send word to them, he clarified. I sent word to Amarath Manor that we're coming. They must have intercepted it. Or there's a mole in the Amarath servants, Margot said. It would be best if we hurry there as quickly as possible, Leonid said. All three remained stationary and silent for a few seconds. Your driver ran away, Margot said evenly. Oh, good funny ending. And that does, in fact, end chapter 11. So what did I tell you? That was an exciting chapter, am I correct? That was fun. I enjoyed that one. There was a battle. It was all told from Margot's perspective, who's probably my... Well, she is my favorite, I think. I think we've established that. I like her more than Henry. Yeah. Um, they had a big battle. Uh, it was quick. Nice quick chapter. We didn't have any drinking breaks, which kind of makes it a bummer. Am I right? Mm. But it was fun. What did you think? I had... So we had two things that were kind of like physical explosion things, right? So we had the uh, bad guys had like magic bazookas, although they had ammunition in them, right? Henry pulled something out, which I still don't understand. It didn't describe it at all. It said it was an odd-shaped metal object. Here's my guess, just FYI. We never see this again. <laughs> okay. And then like uh, Leonid had the glass... Uh, globes or whatever. Were they globes? Who remembers? I don't know. And they were full of some yellow powder that explodes when it gets, you know, in contact with air, which makes you wonder, how did he make them? Ooh, exciting. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. When I think yellow powder, I'm thinking of like uh, sulfur, obviously, right? It's yellow, I think. Oh, it's been a long time since high school chemistry. <laughs> but that was an exciting chapter. There was a little bit of a fight. There was a little bit of some intrigue now. Somebody tipped off the bad guys that, you know, this carriage was coming north. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> so we're going to have to see where this goes. I'm pretty jazzed about this. Hope you guys are too. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Is there anything else to say about that chapter? 
I don't know. I did like... I, I, I'm thankful there was a fight. Because I feel like, what, we haven't had excitement since... I don't know, what, chapter six of freaking Offworlder? There was a little bit, but most of that book was a freaking dump. It was just work romance. It was so boring. How you make people disappearing and fighting, like, boring... I don't know, but I managed to. That's right, people. But uh, it was it wasn't great. I th- I feel like uh, bringing balance had a lot more excitement in it, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering. It was my first book. Eh. Wow! If you want to see excitement, that book I wrote, Soccer. That was the uh, the one that comes in between bringing balance and Offworlder. I wrote. You know, for another National Novel Writing Month, I wrote that, but it was so bad. It was so bad. And we're never going to hear about it. I don't know that it's exciting as much as uh, (laughs) non-understandable. Yeah, I think it's the best way to describe it. Okay, okay. So, I mean, quick chapter. I probably had too many asides, but what are you going to do? I'm trying to make this interesting. But I think the plot is developing a little bit. No. <laughs> okay, so we got three discussion questions today for this exciting, exciting chapter. Okay, so question one. If you remember, at the beginning of this chapter, before the fireball struck, I want to talk about the most intriguing part of this chapter. Before they got hit by fireballs, or just as, we find out Margot's reading a magazine. <laughs> So she's reading an article about boots, you know, some nice new boots. She's looking at pictures, okay? And it's, all right, so what magazine is Margot reading? Now, we have to remember a few things, right? So Henry got it for her in the world of science, a.k.a. here, right? Our world, I assume, unless you are from the world of magic and have some sort of magical iPod, I guess? I don't know. Ooh, Does everybody know what an iPod is? I might be too old. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, so she's reading a magazine. So you have to remember a few things about this, right? So it has an article about boots. So that means it's probably for ladies, right? Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like a fashion magazine or something. And don't get me wrong, there's fashion magazines for men. I used to get GQ, which is effectively a fashion magazine. And you know what? It was fun. I enjoyed getting it and reading it. And it gave me fashion tips, I guess, you know, but I don't think Margot would be drooling over boots in that. She seems to like shoes, not shoes on other people. So I don't think she'd be excited about boots for Henry. So let's assume it's a woman's magazine. All right. But the situation gets a little more complicated because you might be like, well, it's, you know, it's this girl's magazine. They always choose this one or this is the best one. Okay. But we have to remember Henry got this magazine for her, right? So that's like, uh, I tried, I've tried this before with Laura getting magazines for her. I can't remember why. Why did I get her those magazines? Fuck. Yeah, I don't remember now. I brought magazines. Oh, it was from the library. So I was just trying something. I was like checking out, because I would check out magazines for me to read before I got the freaking uh, newspaper again. And, you know, with the newspaper, I can't keep up. I got too much to read as it is. But I would get magazines out of the uh, public library. And so I brought home a couple for her. Because I would get, like, Wired and, um, let me think. Uh, I would get Fortune sometimes. It's not so great. Entrepreneur. 
Those are okay. They're 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 fun to read, and you could just flip through real quick. You know what I mean? Every now and then there's an article that's interesting. I think it was was an entrepreneur of fortune. They would tell you like some famous rich person's like uh maybe not that famous, but they're, you know, what they're doing for the day. Yeah, it was a good magazine, but I got Laura a couple from the library and I don't remember. Ugh. So I didn't get like Cosmopolitan or uh do you call it that? Or is it just Cosmo? I don't know. What's printed on the cover? I don't remember what I got her though. It was it maybe like Red Book? Is that still a magazine? Fuck. I don't remember. Anyway, something like that. So Laura's pretty well, she's pretty, but she's also pretty conservative. You know what I mean? Like uh with what are that's conservative with clothing. You know what I mean? She doesn't dress like a uh, trendy European. All right. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. She dresses like an American. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's good. So some of that like real high fashion stuff, I don't think would really appeal to her. And honestly, whatever I brought her, eh, she was on the fence with. (laughs) I think she read it on the bus. Yeah, going to work, but uh, which she's not doing anymore. Am I right, people? <laughs> Don't want to get on buses. Oh, if you're getting on a bus, I feel for you. That sucks. Okay, so think about that when you're trying to decide what magazine she's reading, because I really don't know. It is Henry, though, so he might have just chosen Cosmo because he knows girls like that because he's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, second question. So Leonid was reading what um, The Joy of Oxides. Okay. My question is, what was your last book you read on a trip? How about that? I was going to f- phrase this because he was reading it in the car, in the carriage. I was going to say the car, carriage, right? So I was going to more say like, uh, what audiobook did you last listen to? But that might narrow it down too much. I'm going to go with audiobook because it takes me literally months to read a book. And when I go on vacation, I'm not good with that. I don't read the book. You know what it is? I think a lot of it is because... When I'm on vacation, at home, I'll browse the internet occasionally and, you know, take breaks. But when I'm away, I'm like, I just want to look at my phone because I've been doing shit all day. Let me see what's going on on here. And when I say look at my phone, I look at like three websites for real nerdy news and then I turn it off. It's not, I'm not getting anywhere with it. You know what I mean? I'm not like posting on Facebook or seeing what, oh, I haven't been on Facebook in like a week. Oh, well. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. But that's my point. I'm not like doing social media things. I do browse Twitter a lot, I guess. But it's funnier. I follow comics and stuff. You know, what are you going to do? It's more interesting than like Facebook. I don't really care what my second cousin's kids made out of macaroni this week. (laughs) So, you know, I just don't look at it. It's not. I don't see any good that can come from it. Well, whatever. So what's the last book you read on a trip? If I was going to say in my car, I I do listen to, but see, I was listening to books when I was like going to and from like uh, work, which I'm not going to explain any further than that. But I had some time in the car, but I don't think I've listened to one on a trip in a long time. Like if I'm, dr- I, I'm pretty addicted to podcasts at this point. So I guess that kind of ruins it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I remember one good one you guys should read. It's, um, what is it? Uh, the, the, the gun, what is it? The, something about like the gun salesman. Easy to look up though. Written by you Lowry and read by him on the audiobook. It's pretty, yeah. House wrote a fucking book. It's amazing. And it's an audiobook 
narrated by him, narrated by the author. So just like this, right? Just as good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a good book, not like these. Yeah, you should listen to that book. That might be the last one I listened to like in a car on a road trip. I used to regularly, I bought ages ago, I bought The Hobbit on uh, CD. So I have this 30 CD set that's The Hobbit. And it's pretty amazing. I do like listening to that. And I've listened to that in the car so many, so many, so many times. Other than that, not too many things. You know, just, yeah, whatever you got. Let me know. What was the last book you read on a trip? Go to jeffreadsbook.com and you can write into the show. Okay, finally. All right. At the end of the chapter, if you remember, uh, can you see it? And Henry said that. And Margot said, see what? And he was like, the bump on my head. All right. So my question is, is Henry vain? Is he like a vain person? Is he concerned about how he looks? I don't know. Is he, I, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to say maybe not. I think he's trying to make her laugh or something in those circumstances is my guess. Or kind of annoy her, you know, on purpose, right? And I think we're pretty clear Henry is pretty flippant with fighting, right? I'm trying to think of other instances where he might have come across as vain, though. I'm not sure that's the case. He's very confident, though. So maybe, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Right into the show. I'm really not sure. We're going to see maybe more in this. The only reason I would say he's not vain is he's clearly out of shape based on the staircases in, what, episode 56 of this book, I think? Yeah, 57, 57. It was last week. He was running up and down the stairs. Episode 55, I think they had to walk to their room, and that was also hard for Henry. So if he, weren't, if he were vain, I would think he'd keep himself in better shape, but maybe he's just concerned about his hair. I don't know, or his... Or his head or his face, you know? His face is his moneymaker. Uh, yeah, write in. What are your opinions on that? If you have any other evidence, I'd love to hear it because I can't think of any more. And I wrote these. <laughs> I never meant for him to be vain, I don't think. Eh, who cares? I don't know. Those are our discussion questions this week. Uh, if you want to answer them, head over to jeffreadshisbook.com and right there you can find some links. So if you want to email me, let's make a note. We're going to go to jeff at rainbow-100.com. You know, if I were classy, I'd actually set up freaking jeff at jeffreadshisbook.com. Uh, maybe I'll do that this week. So uh, check the website for whatever the fucking email address is. Also for the Mastodon address. Check that too. Right now it's jba at mastodon.sdf.org. I can still access that. We're probably going to end that this week is my guess. Uh, on Twitter, you can reach me at Fortran Jeff. And uh, you know what? We'll set up. We'll, I'm going to try to set up email for my fucking stupid ass podcast. Let's do that. I think it's worthwhile. Yes. So, I mean, that does it for today. Uh, I hope everybody's staying safe at home. I actually have to run upstairs now and make, um, what are we having? We're having chipotle taco filling that I have to put in the crock pot. Very good recipe. If you guys want me to share it, you have to tell me. You have to reach out to me on Twitter and tell me, what's that goddamn taco recipe you've been talking about? And uh, I'll let you know, because it's not my recipe. It's it's from a cookbook, so whatever, you know. Ooh, is that copyright violation? Ooh. <laughs> Listen, if you have a copy of my book, 
you know what? Go ahead and post a page of it, because that'd be fun to see. I don't believe anybody actually has a copy of this. <laughs> oh, these books are so bad. Oh, I still got to finish editing this. I'm sorry, people. It's just so hard, because it's so... Editing books is dull. Ugh. I mean, I have to read the book to edit the book. You know what I mean? And they're not good. That doesn't have that going for it. So we're going to try, though. And then I'll order me up some print copies because reading off a computer sucks balls. Am I right, people? All right. I guess that does finish the book or finish the chapter for today. I, I don't have anything else to say. Finish the episode. Third time's a charm. Whatever. I, I drank a lot of whiskey. What do you want from me? Oh. And now we're empty. So until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.